Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back post trip from our adventures in New York City for the internationally acclaimed show that is. Grown men watch this shite. Yep. We still do after all that madness. And did, uh, did I? I, I actually, I'm so such a maniac. I actually scheduled my flight home to be in time so I can make it home to watch the Postmania Raw. That's how <laughs> sick I am. And then I still have, a, I have like a full weekend of wrestling this weekend. So yeah. Ben told me about Bedumpus. this, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But <laughs> commendations, sir. I was, I was quite impressed that you still had that want and need to get more wrestling in. Great stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, we we did record a live show at the Hooters. So we had our one that was like part of the roundtable discussions with everybody. Uh, which which... I, I have to say I had a fantastic time doing. Thanks, guys. Uh, James, Rich, Jeremy, and Josh, thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. It was great to meet everybody, right? Like that kind of face-to-face thing that we don't get to do a whole bunch. It was It was cool. Very much so. Yeah, and so we did that, which if you've listened to, excellent. Well done. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> uh, we also then recorded a, a, a bit of a grown men uh, watch this shit thing after that. And uh, it's safe to say I was a little bit drunk. I don't, I don't know. Were you a bit drunk, sir? I I recall vaguely being a bit tipsy. Uh, it was a return to drinking for me, so my... My susceptibility to the alcohol was quite increased. Um, so, yeah, I, I might have been a little bit fucked up. <laughs> I believe we started the show after going downstairs outside and, and having a, a tasteful amount of the marijuanas. So that was. Didn't we also, <laughs> or was this before or after we went to the Tim Burton bar? I can't even remember. Maybe before? Uh, who knows? Possibly. That sounds like a thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, safe to say, uh, this is kind of one of those proceed at your own peril things where we wanted to record a little bit of a start to the show that uh, is, is ourselves in our, our right mind in maybe a more listener-friendly version. And then if you just want to go on into that madness, uh, you know, after when we throw to it, please, please do. Uh mm. But yeah, I wanted to have a little quick uh, thing where we we just kind of gave like a look back, you know, because when we were talking, what you will hear in a couple moments, we were I was real tired. We'd watched so much wrestling in just a short amount of time. I almost forgot how fun it was, you know. Oh yeah, uh, I still think it's hilarious how we planned to go to two additional shows <laughs> uh, that we decided to bail on, of course, but. Yeah, we're gonna go to that black craft thing potentially, which turned mm-hmm. out to be insane. Oh. Kind of bummed I missed it, but at the same time, you know, Sounds... glad I had more energy. But then also, uh, we we're gonna go see the reunion of Special K, but we were getting home at like six in the morning. So <laughs> are we gonna wake up to go to the show at noon? Uh, hell no. Yeah, I I did. You know, was like looking back, I'm like. Especially that Blackcraft show, because I heard that was just a sensational shit show. Like, one of yeah. the worst, best shows that we could ever have seen. Uh, but you can't do it all, you know? Yeah. Um, I was happy with, with what we did, man. So happy. Like, I think we, we were good to just call it what we did, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, actually, so it was. I've seen some, like, gifts of stuff that happened. Like, there's somebody saw... Uh, hey, is that James Vanderbeek sitting down just as this match is going on? I'm like, there was a gif of me sitting down and automatically smiling for Scott Steiner and Hornswoggle because as soon as I said that, I was like, this, I just made it for this. This is the greatest thing in the world. I'm in New York watching Hornswoggle fight Scott Steiner. <laughs> you should have seen me, dude. I was fucking beaming. <laughs> oh, so was I. I was, I was up on the balcony just like transfixed on this shit. 
But yeah, that's what I wanted to like talk about today. Like the idea that we went from, I or I went to Bloodsport in in uh, mm-hmm. Jersey City over to Queens for MLW, and then all together we we jetted it back in an Uber that that Ben and I just fast fell asleep in the back seat of. You were awake, like being a nice, a nice gent talking to our driver while our asses are just asleep <laughs> in the back. He was blown away by the uh, the vaporizer with the weed in it, and he's like, "Oh man, that's crazy!" <laughs> so how do they make it, man? Yeah, it's pretty fun. This bullshit with this guy. I'm pretty antisocial normally, but I'm like, "Fuck it!" I'm talking to this guy about weed pens. I like it. I like it. Spreading the good good word of weed vape pens to the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when we get to this AIW show, who knows what time of night it was? I can't even remember. But, yeah, we, we walk into a building where Scott Steiner is wrestling Hornswoggle. And didn't we, like, walk in, like, when Hornswoggle was just, like, on his knees, given, like, the double bird to Steiner? Yeah, he got up and did the double bird. <laughs> and then Scott Steiner, I took an awesome picture of Steiner, like, as he's doing the double bird, just lays, lays him out with a huge fucking clothesline. It was amazing. Yeah, that's Steiner-like. the same show where I got hit in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the freaking board from yeah. the door. It was the best. Was that like the best thanks time. that was during the Nick Gage Mance Warner match, right? Yes, sir. Who who was responsible for that? Would you would you give credit to Mance or I think uh, it was Nick Mance because he was I forget who was swinging the door because I was looking at my phone and thank God it was my eyeball. <laughs> Half of the reason why I kinda want to watch back the shows I went to because I like to see the you know the full angles and also I was dicking around on my phone sometimes and even got some tweets from people saying, hey, get off your fucking phone. I see you on your phone at the show. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I got to stay social. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, how mad is that? We're, we're watching a show there and we're on camera and then the people at home who you were tweeting to are telling you to stop tweeting and watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Insanity. So good. Yeah, I, I love that. Just Scott Steiner beating the shit out of Hornswoggle. Like, who would have thought that'd just be so entertaining? And he was like full on giving all about man. girthing him about with the the old school Steiner suplexes and belly to bellies <laughs> and shit. Oh, incredible! Yeah, and he wasn't like fucking around. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking picking this little midget up, midget up, and I'm suplexing his ass. Yeah. It was fucking great. And and I like, I was almost at the time. I was like, well. You know, if ever we're going to see those old school Steiner suplexes, I guess it's a bit easier doing it on like a, a little person, right? But at yeah, the same yeah. time, from everything I heard here about Hornswoggle, that motherfucker is like a bowling ball. He's like so dense in weight to where it's like you think it'd be easy to pick him up, but apparently he's mm. like just due to his his short, dense the stature. The proportioned. Yeah, it's like even harder to to do anything, and I've heard he doesn't post for shit as well. So you you lifting that all on your own. So Sandbagging props... piece of shit. <laughs> props to no, big bad booty daddy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like Hornswoggle was one of my favorite parts of the whole entire week, and I think I put that over on the the big social suplex show. But yeah, uh, Hornswoggle was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like during the spring break, taking the tattooed needles to the dome and then yanking them out. Uh, I put him over big on Twitter, and he was nice enough to send me a direct message, like saying, "Hey, man, I really appreciate. It. I tried. I really fucking went all out this weekend. Like it fucking showed, little buddy." Yeah, fuck. If you were gonna be willing to be beaten up by Scott Steiner and then go on to like do that crazy shit in the in the clusterfuck with the tattoo needles and shit, all of the props for Hornswoggle, man. So good. Yeah, I think even a, I think he even uh, like avoided the power of Joey Ryan's penis and eliminated Joey Ryan's penis power. Uh, so it was pretty insane, man. I Hornswoggle, big ops, buddy. Mm, yeah, I think I remember doing a, a shout-out at that moment that Hornswoggle is the kryptonite to Joey Ryan's cock. Yeah. <laughs> How's that mean? But who knows? It's awesome. <laughs> man, so good. And then uh, after the um, the Hooters... We uh we, we decided, you know, we could have got a, a cab or an Uber or whatever, but we decided, fuck it. We're just going to walk. We're just going to walk back to... How many to walks a... did that end up being? It was a lot. It was like a, I want to say like a five kilometer walk, maybe, which... Yeah, that was hell... what's that in American? So you just double it, maybe? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I so want to yeah, say we like, like a two mile walk at least. Oh, okay, that's not bad. 
Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Took us like, what, an hour and a bit or something? Yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be that long, but more more was about like, hey, let's experience more of the city and just mm. check things out and kind of just bullshit and enjoy the sights. It was fun meandering. Thanks to me, I think we had to meander around Madison Square Garden twice trying to find the actual facade because I thought it was <laughs> yeah. a different bit to what it was. It looks different. It looks hella different in Chris's mind, but no, no. <laughs> we got a nice 360 degree view. It was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I've seen more of Madison Square Garden than one man needs to see in a lifetime. I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> and then one of the best parts is we were fucking walking home and, uh, well, to the B&B. And we, hey, we're fucking at Central Park. Let's let's walk here through Why would you not we... walk through Central Park in the Why early hours would of the you morning? Not? You know? It didn't appear like we were not allowed. And we start walking in here and all of a sudden, the fuzz. Yep, the cops were on us. They ejected us from the fucking Central Park. And not only we visited Central Park, we got kicked out of that motherfucker. It was quite intimidating as well, because we're just like walking along that path, and then we just hear these sirens behind us, there's this flashing and shit, and then more, like, it wasn't just two cops come up and, hey guys, come on, leave the park. They were like in this car, and they're on like a loudspeaker of like, gentlemen, the park is closed. Please depart the park. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we definitely weren't sober. So, yeah, definitely was a little bit uh, startling at first. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Full experience. Full experience. So good. Um, we didn't talk. Did we really talk about Bloodsport either? I enjoyed the shit out of that. You had a good chance to see it, remember? Yeah, yeah. You, you, we'll, we'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll get the replay or something and you can watch it later because I love that show, man. I loved it. So good. Yeah, I watched them. I saw a couple of awesome uh, gifs that uh, of Hideki doing some Billy Robinson style shit because somebody had paired it with uh, Billy Robinson doing the moves himself. It, like it was amazing, almost seamless how similar they are. But Hideki mm. definitely playing it in a little bit better at yeah. this point, anyway. I mean that I've, I've been a big fan of Billy Robinson for a long time, and I was, I was actually going back and watching a whole bunch of his AWA stuff recently, and his sweet matches with Vern and, and all that. And yeah, um, that's one of the ones I was watching. Very clips of. Yeah, and then uh, on on this show, yeah, I think it was like the the finish or the move before the finish uh, of the the um, match with uh, with Timothy Thatcher and Hideki Suzuki, and yeah, he does that exact same like Billy Robinson style uh, backbreaker. And I just in that yeah. moment, I was just like, "That's Billy Robinson shit right there," because I know how much of a big um, influence, at least like on his Facebook, how much um, Hideki Suzuki is constantly like pushing the Billy Robinson stuff. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, I guess he did. They trade with him because it's uh, as far as I was reading, I was like he was a student, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, like, I'm not yeah, sure awesome. specifically, but yeah, I think I have heard he was like the last, um, like the last protege of uh, Billy Robinson. <laughs> something That's something like to that. hang your hat on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Between like um, him, Josh Barnett, and uh, David Boy Smith Jr., like all those dudes had uh, had such an awesome weekend. I actually um, went past Davy Boy on the flight out of New York when we were, like, going through oh, security. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, man, that JFK security was pretty intense, hey? Like, it was just so busy and, and so many lines. And we, we got there way early, so that was good. So it wasn't any stress, but there were a lot of people that were very stressed. Um, but, yeah, we just saw, like, uh, Davy Boy, and he's just, like, dressed up, like, to the nines, like, in his Teddy Hart-style gear and everything, and... Oh shit! <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think he had like his his like necklace chain thing on as well. I was just like, this is great. And yeah, just like we sort of crossed paths and we're gone through security. And it's like, yo, Davey, awesome match at Bloodsport. And I happened to be wearing the Bloodsport shirt at that time, and I like forgot oh, about nice. it. And he like gave me a little nod. He's like, thank you, nice shirt. And then he just <laughs> continues on about his day. Did I? Uh... One of my one thing I hate to do, but I also like kind of doing because it's a weird reaction is telling people who the fuck I am on Twitter who have never actually seen my face, especially mm. the wrestlers that wrestlers that follow me and find me entertaining. So the Davy Boy was one, and then uh, Mance Warner, and then one of the big ones was uh, Sawyer Fulton, Mad Mad Fulton. He <laughs> he was in this conversation with this weird guy who I actually was stuck in a conversation at one point for a really long time 
uh, he mentioned how he saved some wrestler's life during a match by moving some glass tubes. Cool. But anyway, oh yeah, <laughs> but he was having a conversation with Sawyer, and then like, Sawyer looked over and saw me, doesn't know who I am, but then commented on the shirt I was wearing. And then started coming on my fanny pack, clearly trying to engage in a conversation with me and to stop talking to the other guy. And then I'm like, hey, I'm uh, such and such. And he's like, holy shit, dude, here is a shirt. And I'm like, hey, man, that was a really awkward conversation you just got out of. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was very much so indeed. So he saved his life as far as the conversation is concerned, like much like the gentleman saved with glass tubes. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome to see Sawyer. He's, he was unfortunate, like got hamstrung by an injury. He was part of Sanity. Uh, when it first debuted, and I guess, I guess I would have not shaken out very well for him in the long run. Now that I think about it, but huh, I anyway. didn't even know that. I only knew him from the um, MLW stuff with uh, with Sammy. Yeah, he was on uh, NXT for a while, paired up with a couple different things. But yeah, he was before Killian Dane was in the group. It was Sawyer Fulton, and then Sawyer got injured, and then they just slotted Killian up in there. Right, huh. interesting stuff. But yeah. Putting over the Twitter gimmick, simultaneously lame, but when it pops, people who I respect like wrestlers, it's always pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, we, we all had a whole bunch of awesome conversations, and I wish I got to catch up with more people um, that, were, that were there, but you just can't. But I think my favorite part in all of this this weekend is just getting to experience this like mania of all of these shows with... With good friends, you know? It's the company that, that makes these things. So uh, I wanted to make sure I gave a special warm, fuzzy thank you to, to you, my friend, for us being able to, to share this, this weekend together. Oh, you you as well, sir. It was great to see you. Great to see all of my, my mates from down under. Yeah, you got to talk <laughs> You're with You're getting a bit other. of a crew now. Yeah, my Australian mates, you know. We were just hanging out with the Wallabies. <laughs> 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 but no, I... I, I adore your lady friend Courtney. Uh, her, her her realness and no bullshit attitude is awesome and refreshing. And then Jackie was great, but I really liked your cousin Ben. Ben and I got along famously. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good fuck. <laughs> that was awesome. Did yeah. you tell him? Yeah, I sent him a screen cap with a message. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So for our listeners at home, we were uh, reminiscing about our, our uh, weekend away. And yeah, you, you sent me a message about Ben. What, what was it exactly? I believe I said, he's, I go, I like your cousin. I think he's a good fuck. But that's only because I took, I call people yeah. fucks or fuckos. He, he's a good fuck. Shit. I dig him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as I re- typed it out, I go, oh, that sounded horrible. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> like immediately uh phrasing <laughs> yeah right the archer, archer thing. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> so good yeah straight away i was like i, I laugh and then i showed yeah. it to courtney and she just like <laughs> this look of like oh i can see what he intended there but definitely came out maybe a little bit different and she's like you have to send <laughs> yes. that to ben please send that to ben immediately <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping you would yeah. uh because both it's ridiculous it had to be shared yeah yeah ben ben appreciated it as well he's he, he exchanged the uh he's like I, I really like uh like jeremy confirmed good dude good good yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to also, getting towards the end of this before we throw to our live drunk selves, how funny was it in hindsight? So we've been, I've been to two of these pancakes and pile drivers now. Oh, uh, God. Last year's and this year's. So the first one. <laughs> what a gimmick. The pile drivers were banned. <laughs> so we got the pancakes, but no pile drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is year. Such an, what a story! <laughs> oh god! All right, go on. And then this year, thanks to the awesome Hilton, the pancakes are banned, but we get the pile drivers. <laughs> so I think we it needs to be renamed pancakes or pile drivers at this point. <laughs> one or the other. You get a liberal amount of one or the other. Yeah. Then the no syrup gimmick the year before. Also, there was no booze during pancakes and pile drivers. I'm not sure why yeah. the bar got closed for that. I show. mean, That's... when I need like a, I think a, a margarita at that point, or like a bloody mary would been would have been quite oh, appropriate to start delightful. the day. Yeah, but yes. no. Did I told you about my gimmick of me actually buying the syrup this time? Didn't I? Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. you told me you were setting it up so just in case. <laughs> yeah, because I knew last year they banned it, so I was like, I'm going to show these fucks. I'm going to bring my own syrup this time. I go to this, like, grocer on the way in, 
this fucking only syrup they have cost me like 20 bucks. Like organic <laughs> syrup. Organic Canadian proper maple syrup. The, reg- the checkout lady was like, you sure you want to buy this? Like she actually confirmed with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I'm like, yes, I do. Man. And then, and then I get there, and then you can imagine my disappointment when I have this fucking twenty dollars bottle of maple syrup, and there's no pancakes to put it I'm on. I'm so glad I'm just hearing about this this particular part of the story on the show. That is fucking fantastic. <laughs> that is a, that is the syrup on the cakes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, thankfully, I was able to go back to the gross of my tail between my legs and uh, return it. And what? Yeah. <laughs> So I got my Never money mind, back. The story has been stopped. You re- <laughs> I returned a bottle of maple. It was the same person. Yeah, yeah. And she like laughed oh at me. God. She was like, uh, "So you decided it wasn't worth it?" <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome! Holy shit! I can't. We cannot. And nothing funnier is going to happen in this big idiot. Let's go to yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, let's just. Guys, tune out. Don't even bother listening to the next part. Just, like, cut it, cut it. This is the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's will be funny, but that was fucking fantastic. I, I, just imagine being this lady in New York City where this Australian guy walks into your little bodega or whatever, and then fucking, I need, hey, mate, do you have any syrup? And they're like, yeah, down that aisle. And he's like, oh, it's fucking $20. Shit, it's quite pricey. I guess I'll buy it anyway. Is it is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. It's, I'm eating these fucking pancakes. So then you, you show back up sheepishly like, uh, yeah. I don't need the pancakes there, but this is like straight up out of Flight of the Concords, right? <laughs> it's like a fucking. It's so funny. It's like a situation. Jerry side. Fucking. Larry David could not write a funnier moment, especially because you're Australian and just a topper. Like, why did this fucking guy from need Canadian syrup? And God damn it, I love you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful story. Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, so I'm glad we got to got to have this little little preamble, I'd say. And yeah, if if yep. you guys want to are brave enough to continue on to the beep 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 beep. Oh my, how could we have forgotten David Arquette Watch 2019? Oh yeah! Woo! Now, David Arquette was quite the busy man uh, during the this weekend. Sadly, we didn't get to see his match because we were at the spring break and he was at the penis party. He wrestled yeah. Thatcher, I believe, and he, he was yeah. accompanied to the ring by fucking none other than da- uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Ah, uh, do you see today he also commented on my picture telling me how badass I looked. Ooh, man, that yep. is if a badge had, of honor if, right there. If you had told teenage me that one day David Arquette would go onto my Instagram and tell me I look badass, I would say, why are you using time travel to tell me this bullshit? This is fucking stupid. And then I would be <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I... Uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's a bummer. We didn't get to see it, but the penis party was stacked with packed with penis. Mm-hmm. There was some ass to ass action. It looked pretty outrageous. There was like a human centipede of cunnilingus and cock sucking. It was pretty outrageous. <laughs> wow. Oh my. Yeah. That, that sounds like it. Um, <laughs> did, did you hear anything else like from the actual show or anything about the match or anything like that? No, man. I was I, I was too. For one thing, I was too fucked up and hungover from wrestling to go back and try to recap every show I did not see. Like, yeah. I'm I'm sick, but not that sick. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, oh, I understand uh, that. but their pizza party was posted on YouTube, and I uh, was there pizza. The I I haven't watched it yet, but the whole pizza party's up there. So if anybody wants to watch it, you can watch Macabre and Yehi. But yeah, uh, I'm watching that fucker. Hopefully, there is pizza. That'd be cool. I hope so. I hope so. Um, also, coming up, I was so excited about this announcement at a, an upcoming uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood event, Coastline Clash. In addition to getting to see uh, LA Park, Willie Mack, Joey Ryan, 
MJF, a cast of other characters. It's going to be David Arquette versus Pretty Peter Avalon. Beautiful. Holy I love shit. Peter. That'll be a great match. Peter's great. He he actually like had a hand in tra- training David Arquette, right? Yes, sir. When he helping him get back into ring shape, man. You know, you got to knock off that ring rust sometimes. And mm-hmm. Peter helped him out. Hey, also, uh, I know we're trying to get out of here, but I wanted to touch base and get your reactions to GCW and Kenta. Oh, man, how fucking batshit crazy is that? So announced for the, the Tournament of Survival as a, a special special guest appearance. I'm not sure whether he'll actually be wrestling on the show, but Kenta is going to be there. What? Yeah, GCW just also- keeps bringing the magic. One thing I wanted to touch base on before we get out of here is, uh, and probably be covered in a future episode, is my buddy Rob is putting together a documentary and takes. He uh, did a lot of footage uh, during said WrestleMania week and all the activities on the independent scene. His uh, documentary called "The Declaration of Independent Wrestling." Uh, I believe that was the title, uh, and it looks pretty fucking awesome. So we might have him on uh, it on a future show to talk about his documentary as well. So Ooh. look forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Is that like a throwback to, I remember back in the day, there was like a website that would cover like Jersey All Pro and ROH and those sort of East Coast Indies, like way back when, to early 2000s. And I remember it was like declarationofindependence.net or something like that. And I, I imagine that's actually at one point in time when me and Farmer were going to rebrand Indie Riffic because we thought the name was you know, indie-rific. Uh, we were going to call the show the Declaration of Independence. So I think it's just one of those common things that people like all came to and they go, that sounds fucking awesome. And who knows if they actually know that somebody else did it already. But yeah, <laughs> Rob's uh, documentary, I, I just watched the trailer. I don't know if you watched it yet, but it looks really fucking cool. Nice. I have not watched it yet, but I, I look forward to it. Yeah, it'd be, be really fun to have Rob on to, to talk all about it. All Sweet. right. Well, without any further ado, again, pursue at your own peril to uh, drunk and stoned Jeremy and Chris in a cast of and characters. And John. John's with us. John, Josh. Josh was there as well. He, he jumped in there for a bit. Yep. Yeah. And all of the, the rambling thoughts uh, while we were at the tail end of our, our mania journey. So have fun, guys. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. And I'll throw over to drunk us all right i might might actually have to listen to that one (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen ladies this gentlemen children of all ages we've started doing that right uh so welcome to a international uh northeast American live podcast recorded edition in a Hooters, the original Hooters. The original. Yes. But welcome to that show, which is Grown Men Watch This Shit. We do, and we've watched a lot of uh, this shit in this last week. Probably Um, more than I have in the last uh, month prior, honestly. I'd say as well. So it has been uh, a long time, an arduous time. We haven't had much sleep. I think any more days of this, I'm going to end up quite sick. I probably will uh, still. Uh, but I wanted to, to catch up with you guys, you friends out there, you people that are putting us into your ear blo- earbuds. We appreciate that very muchly, uh, especially the few of you that uh, may be coming from uh, New Jersey and, and Brooklyn, where I've been in this last week. Where we, know, we feel your pain, how it is to travel within the New York, New Jersey metro area. And it's definitely hard. I do not empathize or sympathize at all. It sucks. I can't even understand it. Why are you doing this to yourself? It's your own fault. But I wanted to uh, put over these couple of people that I actually met in person uh, this this week. Uh, I mean, we were we were right there and all amongst it. But to me, it was the people, the non-wrestling fans, the, the people out there that are like, what, that WWE stuff? You're the people that I want to be appealing to on this show. And you know what, actually, I want to put over someone we just literally met no more than 15, 20 minutes ago. You're still my friend of men. I recorded that in my mind. That's the guy you want to smoke of? Excellent. All right. You uh, do it. You do it. Our dear friend that we just met, we're sitting out, hanging out, maybe doing a little puff of medical uh, or recreational.
recreational marijuana. What would you say? A pre-show puff, sir? A pre-show puff. Beautiful. Uh, with our good buddy, John Kraft. By the way, say hello, John. Hey, guys. How are you doing? So we, Mexican reporter who is not actually Mexican. Just to clarify. So we're outside enjoying our our good smoke, uh, and a young man a, uh, walked up and started complimenting us in the most unusual way. He called me Andre the Giant. He called Chris the Australian gentleman. Uh, he called him Hacksaw Jim Duggan. USA! 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 <laughs> and eventually, what did he come together for you, John? Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. struggled with that. that was and let me just say, I was, I was embarrassed. I was a little bit ticked off, because if I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan, this guy is Bob Backlund. Uh, but hey, dude, I guess John's got the baby face good looks going about it, right? And, or maybe he just thought he was a crazy white man that might attack us all and put us in the chicken wing. I don't know. President Bob Backlund. <laughs> yes, indeed. By the way, did you see that video of Bob Backlund do a headstand this weekend at WrestleCon? I did not, yeah. but I'm you not surprised by the noise. It's fucking amazing. So, yeah, we met one young... Anthony, not really young. I'm just saying young, but he seemed to be a, a nice young man. He wanted to get a little bit of Jeremy. money. Yes, I'm really appreciative that you took this plug from me because I was about to introduce this guy as Franklin. Yeah, his name's Anthony. Yeah, so I would have embarrassed myself pretty hard, but you took that bullet for me, man, and you got the name right, Anthony. Thank you for the correction before I even fucked it up. I appreciate it. So Anthony was nice enough to come and give these comments. And uh, when he was when he was done complimenting, we were more than nice enough to offer him the end of a roach that we're hanging out and smoking with another man by the name of Jose. And uh, I threw him a little bit of money. I wanted to remember his name, but I forgot. Yeah, you know, I, I assumed that I would not be, and I was imbibing both beer and booze and marijuana. So, surprised. Yeah. But yeah, friendly people out in the streets of New York stopping by to say hello to the grown man. Watch this shit team. It is amazing time. It's an amazing place. For the people that think of New York City as a place of rude folks, a place of folks who just want to get about their business and they don't care about you, that's a lie. The people yep. of New York City and New Jersey have been nothing but delight for a while I've been here, so I wanted to put that over real hard. Um, but, special shout-outs, special shout-outs. I want to make sure I uh, acknowledge there's some really rad dive bars in New Jersey. Do you know of this? Do you know of this, John? There was a really rad dive bar that we went to in New Jersey the other night. Yeah, I think, I think I helped discover that. You did? You uh, did? Yeah, yeah, I think I was there. That was a, that was a really good time. We had a uh, never-ending game of darts that we called off. Uh, we'd been running the table for two hours in a single game. It was pretty uh, it was good. Great. We met some really cool people. They were, they were decent drink specials. They had a little bit larger pours than New York City. That was great. Uh, I, I think that we just found a lot of odds and end spots. We're going to go to a couple tomorrow as well. I'd hope so. I'd hope so. So, especially of this amazing New Jersey dive bar, um, we, we started playing darts. It was a fun game. It was a good time. I had some delicious beers at quite cost-effective prices, which I'm always appreciative of. Uh, and I also uh, inquired about the darts board later play at. And uh, I, I met some dudes, some nice dudes, some some great dudes that are just New Jerseyites. Uh, you know, they used to maybe watch WB in the day. They don't know anything about it these days. And then we just had a lovely little chat about the wrestling, especially about the indie wrestling, you know? Indies. The type of indie wrestling that, that we've been to many, many shows over this uh, this past weekend. Uh, very happy to do so. Uh, but yeah, these dudes, we were just we were just blowing out. You know, they don't know nothing about wrestling, but we were talking. They said they were going to actually listen to this podcast. They were going to listen to this particular podcast to listen to see if I actually say this. <laughs> awesome. You yep. better follow up. You got these names? I better do. I'd feel pretty bad if I went this far and I forgot the names, which, you know, nine times out of ten I would. That's why I actually have my phone open right now. I can look at a previous note that I've entered in here. Uh, so I wanted to make sure to, to say what's up to uh, Lucky 7 Badass Darts players Christian and Fred. Christian and Fred. You guys are rad. You guys are rad. Uh, but Christian was definitely the better player of the two. Just want to say that. If you actually listen to this, I'll, I'll be quite excited on the inside. If you don't, I'll be happy regardless. Excellent. 
Uh, Jonathan, uh, so you uh, have, you were one of the leading headways of making sure this, this trip actually happened. Uh, you took time to, to book an Airbnb for you and I that you later forgot that I was involved in and that other people in the seats. But that hey, may have been recorded on this podcast. <laughs> it all panned out in the long run. But what did you think? I got to bust your balls. Apologies. Well, to all of our <laughs> listeners, it was, it was very inconclusive about the plans. <laughs> and I gave everybody a deadline on what I booked. But, I told you that that's for another podcast. This guy. All right, he's off the show. Well, I'm an <laughs> <laughs> So Jonathan said some shit that's untrue. <laughs> no, really, what do you think your, your thoughts of the weekend, sir? Uh, first off, uh, loved our Airbnb. That's great. The great location's really good. Uh, kind of close to the subway line, good spots in between. Uh, so I thought that was great. The, the wrestling, I thought it was a lot of fun. I do think that I have seen better matches or more of high-quality matches on other weeks in the past. Uh, but having said that, New York's a lot of fun. Traveling around, seeing my buddies, we've had great times. We had really good experiences. I went to two spring breaks. Most people don't even get to go to one. I went to two. And uh, that was really good. I, I saw some just incredible things that we'll allude to with that show. That I mean, like having that is what made this weekend be something very, very special. Brother, we got to see the Rock and Roll Express and LAX take yeah. out each other. That's amazing. And amazing. to watch the the respect that Ortiz and Santana had for Robert and Ricky was pretty tremendous. Mm-hmm. And then the tears that legitimately came out of these guys' face when Ricky and Robert gave them bandanas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something like that. And when you're a fan of wrestling, you get to come to that point. That took, like, literally about 40 years of wrestling for that moment to happen. That's fucking tremendous. That that was really cool. And, you know, being from Tennessee, obviously, I, I, I like the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Ricky has a, a training school out there a few hours from my hometown. So, you know, that was really cool to see because it's kind of the style that, you know, I kind of grew up on. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. It's been a really, really fun trip. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen as many five-star match of the year, you know, candidates uh, that I've seen in the past of a WrestleMania week. But that is maybe this is just a different experience. This has been a party. It's what, been a great time. what was your show of the weekend so far? Uh, Janela Spring Break Part One. Part One. That was pretty tremendous. What? Yeah. The the death match was that your first death match you ever saw live? Or you been to death matches before? First death match of like that you know level that 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 was running at. I mean I I've seen definitely some hardcore matches and I've definitely seen some you know color. But no weed whacker. Uh yeah. I mean I, I've never <laughs> I've never seen a GCW to show live. I've never seen a CZW show that was like a weapons heavy show live or anything like that so this was definitely the first on that level that I'd seen so this is the I thought it was great Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd Deathmatch you yeah. know what we're talking yeah, about yo yeah. I wanted to make special mention of this this was awesome this was after me watching a lot of Deathmatch wrestling yeah. over the years uh, this is like the first proper one I'd love to be there in person for and it, let me just say we've talked a little bit about Deathmatch wrestling on this podcast but to me to be there in person for those like those light tube pits to be there to actually be be scared for your own Sorry. health is making that noise you know be scared for your own health when like there is a light tube thing so you have to actually cover your face for fear of your eyeballs being I don't want I got, to I got hit with a light tube shard on night <laughs> oh actually dude I forgot to mention this during AIW I got hit headed with a fucking piece of table uh, I was of he course got busted open I was dicking around on my phone as I do had I not been watching the match or had I been watching the match directly in the eyeball no kidding yeah, uh, yeah, I can attest to that. Um, but I mean, just being there for this—it's fucking dumb. But you, you love it, you know. So I totally get Deathmatch Wrestling on a different level after actually being there for that. Yeah. And Takeda and Jimmy Lloyd was actually nuts. Yeah. Like I didn't feel it went ages, but it was like awesome for the, the time that they were there. And the color that Jimmy managed to get in such a short period of time. Yeah. He was. As they say, a proverbial crimson mask. <laughs> Guys, it was so bad that there was a woman around me who allegedly had not really been drinking all that much, you know, nothing unreasonable, and she fainted twice in like yeah. three minutes. I and I've been known awesome. to faint myself. I actually had stitches a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys noticed the scar. Yeah. Uh, and it's happened a couple times randomly in my life and nobody can really figure out what so I was you know enjoying the match and all of a sudden this happened and my friend tapped me and said John she fainted like do something you can 
And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> but yeah, sure. Why do you think you're responsible for uh, I, I think from what her uh, husband or guy or whatever was saying, it was like a blood thing. She saw a bunch of blood and she fainted twice. Right. So That would do it because yeah. there was a lot of blood. Yeah, she apparently wasn't that drunk. Um, just saw some violence. Um, and even some of the friends that I, were with, that I was with, man, they, they didn't know anything. Uh, yeah, I love they, that. I love that people have gone to this show. Oh, AJ got over. Oh, sorry. Live. This is, we're watching the show, uh, the WrestleMania as we speak, and the match that I was really excited about, it just ended, and AJ went over. I am actually not surprised. You're really excited? I'm excited. You didn't know much this match at all. You were like doing this podcast and fucking around. I'm excited that it actually ended the way I expected. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Chase Owens, the guy who designed shirts for us over there. I'm going to say hi. Nice, nice. Yeah, so AJ is the winner. I don't care about that. Um, so, uh, mainly this match, this death match, right? Like, it was crazy. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd bled a lot. Uh, Takeda is just a legend of that style, so we've talked about how great he is before. At the end of the match, they both saluted each other by bashing light tubes over their own heads. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I was just like, in that moment, I was like, yeah, yeah, this shit is legit. So props to that. Props to GCW. Uh, props to the other half of Spring Break. I mean, the whole thing was awesome. Uh, great times. I mean, I want to talk about something with Night One. What happened, Night One? What's up? What's up? The Legless Man. I want to talk about two things. So, one, the legless man. Uh, you know, Joey Janela, per wacky style, brings out... Uh, basically, there's a there's a wrestler in the crowd disguised as somebody in the crowd or whatever. And I think he was in a wheelchair. I couldn't quite see it. Uh, altercation starts. He gets in the ring, a la Marco Stunt, and uh, just, you know, just goes to work. And this match breaks out. And, I mean, it's very, very talented, very, very unique stuff. Uh, handled very, very professionally. Uh, it was a great match. And the second thing... You just put that over, like, so... So informally. Well, it was like you're <laughs> expecting this drunk-ass GCW crowd to, I don't know, maybe yell something stupid. Um, and everybody was just blown away. Like No, but that was the whole thing. Because, like, that's the, your takeaway with these GCW fans. While they are... They're great. While wow. they are meth-addicted <laughs> fucking crackheads. No, everybody uh, was so nice, man. The everybody was so nice. I, I want to make sure to mention how special the GCW fans are. But the best part was where how, how torn they felt for when uh, who we, he introduced himself like briefly, right? He introduced himself. I don't think we had all heard it. I heard Dustin. Someone else I, I was talking to said Roland. Uh, I believe it's Dustin. Dustin? Who? What guy? No legs. The legless. I only, I, honestly, I only heard no legs, and the no legs guy did a fucking handstand 450 splash off the top rope, so I respect that shit. I like, and springboards and all sorts of wild <laughs> shit. He's a maniac. 619. Yeah, he got over in one night. I'm assuming he is now the new Marco Stunt. By the way, thank you, Boy. Tony Deppin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Props to Tony. Like, who could, like, be such a fucking dickhead, but such a great dickhead at the same time as Tony Deppin? <laughs> yeah, like, normally that's a situation where no one gets over because it's a, a man beating up a, a man with no legs. But because of how great of a heel Tony was and how actually incredibly athletic no legs was, that shit got over big. And it was a huge pop on night two of spring break when no legs walked in. Or... I guess shambled it. I'm, I'm gonna, you know what? Before I embarrass myself, I'm gonna stop now. I wanted to make sure uh, to mention the weirdness of the moment when the fans who couldn't necessarily quite remember his name, he may be Dustin, he may be Bockland, he may be uh, Desmond, I don't know, uh, but the, that moment when uh, he came out and he just started breaking out this crazy ass shit, uh, and the crowd was like, let's go, no, let's. Let's go no legs. That's great. Let's go no legs. And I was quite torn, let me tell you, uh, people at home. I, uh, I I listened to it and I giggled. You know that naughty giggle that you get? That little, like, ooh, this is this is wrong to laugh at. That kind of shit. Yeah. And I had it. I, I couldn't contend myself. And I was like, fucking, all right, let's go with this. Let's go no legs. And then I felt bad. I felt bad on the second one. I felt guilty. I felt like I'm, you know, some sort of how persecuting our handicapable friends. But on the third chant of let's go no legs, I decided 
that it was an affirmational chant. Yes. It was a chant that is to the power of, of people who are handy, capable, and are just kicking their ass every day, you know? By no means were we mocking him for no legs. We were simply viewing and saying, yes, this man has no legs, and that does not matter. No legs, amazing talent. Let's go. No, no legs. Amazing. Tremendous. So good, so good. How much crazy shit did we already see at that point in the night? Um, I mean, well, including AIW and then that, it, it, it was a weekend of insanity. Like, that's the kind of wrestling I want to watch. I want to see shit like, so what fun. the fuck did I just witness? Well, I, and I also want to take this segue to really shout out to Bryce Remsburg. One oh, of my was favorite so things that happened this weekend was the, the Invisible Man Invisible Stan. So, clearly, the only thing going on is the story that Bryce is crafting. And he, cra- like, like, you could buy in so easily. It was so, so easy. I was, I was in the pit, and one of them got thrown off the balcony by the other. Uh, Bryce reacts. There's six referees below that are all standing next to me, ready to catch him. And they all fall to the ground. They take down all of us. Beer goes everywhere. Like, we all just collapse. And everybody was just all like, it was, it was fantastic. It was the most creative thing. It was done well. You know, it's not just like, oh, that was wacky. It was like a wacky idea that I feel like was executed perfectly. What do you think, Jeremy? Uh, 100%. And honestly, the, the capper of the, of the whole match is they actually were managed to figure out a spot where the Invisible Band broke a, a, t- a door that was set up in the corner so clearly it was gimmicks because we all it's wrestling there's not really invisible men because I'm starting to break it to you Ronda Rousey ain't up in this bitch but yeah really uh, they, these guys managed to pull off a no man table break corner spot uh-huh. and what a capper to a match which included uh, invis- or bad boy vision where Joey Janela's glasses were adorned by Bryce Remkirk so he can actually witness the action that was going on. I saw Bryce after the show and or after that match he was enjoying himself an adult beverage, a nice beer and no more well, more right. deserved than Bryce Rensburg. Hopefully somebody bought that for him. That was excellent. There's so many good matches in the in the world, but these guys Bryce Rensburg is a step above even the great and good referees that are out in Andy World. Oh we got Ricochet coming out here. Again we're at here at the first Hooters in New York City, across from Madison Square Garden, watching WrestleMania. Uh, guys from the Social Suplex, we did a little bit of thing earlier with them, which you definitely should take a listen to. A lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet is coming out, wearing his Tanahashi throwback and tribute gear. What do you think about him doing tribute to the Ace there, John? It makes you wonder who Vince knew about it. Oh, he put it out ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. It's great. It's obviously very respectful, and if it actually did get approved by anybody, I think that speaks even louder. Oh, Tanahashi is amazing. It's like the fantastic. Um, our faces leader, Chris, has walked away from here and has left us alone. And now I'm John is also going to be stepping away, so I'm, I'm here by myself. So I'm going to ask Josh, the young boy from Social Suplex and Keeping Strong Style, to join us here. So you're on Grown Man Pod, buddy. Are we live right now? We're, we're not necessarily live, but yeah, live, per se. We, don't, we like to pull the, the curtain back here at Grown Man. We're recording this at the same time the last show at Social Suplex, the round table was recorded. So I want to ask your, your opinion so far of this WrestleMania we're watching. Oh, well, the, the reality is is that this is the least invested I've ever been in a WrestleMania in my entire life. I couldn't agree more, brother. Um, normally, no matter what happens, I get excited for WrestleMania. You know, me and my buddies, we're all going to get together. There's been none of that. Like, I don't even know what most of the matches are on the card. Like, it's in the back. This is background noise for me tonight. Like, that's pretty... As it literally is on this it's, Isn't that sad to say? Like... Honestly, the only match on this card that has any build whatsoever uh, that's legitimate is the Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch feud, but then Kofi and Brian. Oh, yeah, you know what? But that's only the last couple months. I meant... But yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can't. That's actually. I'm. I'm marginally and actually. I would love to see Kofi pull this title win out. Yeah, it's. It's one of those things where, it almost seems like they're just giving it to him to give it to him. But I don't give a fuck. Uh, Kofi Kingston has been working so hard the last ten years. If, if we end up with a Daniel Bryan title win, Chris, would you feel this was the right way to go, or are you again as most 
like we do. Don't care either way, and we'll continue watching wrestling. I didn't care if it either way on that one, really. I mean, I, it'd be nice for Kofi, and I think it'd be a great feel-good moment, but it depends what they're doing on the rest of the show kind of thing. So if that's, like, really the only feel-good moment, then fucking do that one. Um, if, you don't if, feel it's, like, a consolation prize for a guy who's been working for 10 years so strong? Well, that's a weird thing. It's almost like the matchmaking equivalent of that bullshit, you deserve it, chant. Oh. I think that fucking sucks so hard, man. Like, yeah. it's been bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like so disingenuous too it's like so he was like you deserve it oh one yeah day, one thing says it they're like oh you know what maybe they do deserve it I'll go along I honestly no one deserves necessarily anything in wrestling you, your career is your career if your career is awesome winning a title doesn't necessarily establish or legitimize that right yeah, yeah it's fucked like, up was anybody questioning whether or not Kelsey was awesome if he doesn't walk away with a WWE title at some point Josh your opinion yeah, I agree with that entirely. I think in this generation and this day and age of wrestling, people just like to chant shit because they just care about getting themselves over. You know, they're not invested in what is really happening. Like, you know, and I get it. You know, there's different crowds, but like, you know, I was at the WrestleCon Super Show, and like every time someone was on the ground, they're like, "Suck his dick," and I'm like, "That was a chant that was through all of the events at the fucking Hilton Ballroom." It was. I love the idea that there's basically alternating chants between "You deserve it," "Suck his dick," "Best match ever," "Fucking." <laughs> it's it's this your, is awesome. Josh has raised a very good point. It is at this point where wrestling fans love the sound of their own fucking voice. Bullshit. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's like when wrestling is really, really good, you want to have people reacting to it, but you know, not formulaically. Yeah, it's not like everyone should be like, "All right, this is the point where you say this. This is the point where you say this." It's right. I think a lot of times the fans think that they are the show or part of the show, and they they miss out on the point that like what what's happening is the show. Genuine reaction. Well, you know what? The first time I ever heard Fight Forever was during that... NXT TakeOver. Yeah. Did that originate there? I I honestly... I can't say for sure, but I have never heard it before. And it's at this point where people even say it ironically, where it totally cheapens the original nature of it. Yeah, when it happened, it felt like literally such a a monumental moment. Like, I got goosebumps watching it, and I agreed because I was like, dude, I really do want to see these guys fight forever. Yes. Now... Anytime two guys get to like the end point, you know the finish is about to come, and the match is just marginally good. People start chanting "Fight Forever," and you're like, "Why?" It's typically during the fucking uh, fucking forearm smash spots, like where everyone's like, "One, one, one." All right, who's gonna get three? And the first person gets three, and the next guy gets three, and they keep doing the three, and eventually everyone's just like, "Fight Forever!" Like, can you be more cliche, friends? I like more of a specific approach rather than a fight forever. Exactly. For a slightly extended 40 more seconds yeah. than what you originally allocated. We have a show we're trying to get to in New Jersey, so fight until we can get to that safely <laughs> and in time. Okay, thanks. We're doing lots of things here. We're multitasking. We're multitasking. Uh, so, I mean, that. And then, I mean, what was next? Uh, honestly, Chris. I think we might, we've got about 27 minutes of, of podcast in the can. We have Josh on, we have John on. You want to try to watch a little bit of this WrestleMania? I bet. Okay. <laughs> I try I'm, happy, I'm happy for Ricochet and Aleister Black for their own WrestleMania main card. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. They're fighting the bar. Well, like, actually, that really is happy. a good that sentiment. Makes me happy. Let's talk about that, actually. We got Ricochet and Aleister Black who are... Formerly from PWG fame, where the majority of this podcast and outside of uh, Mr. The Other Josh on the show, we uh, we all met there, essentially. PWG. So what do you think of this escalation of their careers from PWG faithful to NXT, and now this is literally their first foray to be permanently on the main roster. Uh, they said farewell to NXT previously. Do you think this is a good step for both these individuals, or Chris, do you think it's going to be the same old thing where they're misused on this NXT roster? No, at the moment it's probably good for them. I mean, I'm, not to say I'm actually interested in watching any of, like, 
this run, but I mean, I don't know whether that's just like, oh, this is not as exciting anymore because you've already seen it on a lower level and it's yeah. more unique, whatever. It's like, but, I've seen Ricochet do that move yeah. against somebody very much cooler than Sheamus. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm happy for the dudes. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can't take that away from them, but yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, I'm just getting further away from like actually sort of, oh yeah, I'm excited for this new fresh face on Raw that I've never seen before, you know? I, I think that's a, a shared sentiment of a lot of wrestling fans where when they get to Raw, we understand and even almost appreciate that. By the way, there's Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa out the window. Oh, no, that's the other brother. Bro, they're coming right here. here. They're coming here to hang out? Oh, like Jay White's right there and Chase Owens is right oh, there. Amazing. Dude, when you're in New York City or any place during WrestleMania weekend, it's insane. This is the place to the be. The people you run into or just see on the streets. Like, people are just attracted to grow and watch this shit. Let's be serious. It's, it's spontaneous. But to really go back to what I was saying is, when guys get to the WWE, I think a lot of us share a sentiment where that's the point where they don't necessarily have to kill themselves anymore. They've done that. They're there to make their money, to maybe even, in a, a strange way, to say, phone it in. Um, I, I want guys to make money and not worry about hurting themselves anymore once they make it to WWE. How do you feel about that, Mr. Kraft? Yeah, I mean, you know, the only part of me that doesn't want them to go to WWE is the selfish part of me that wants high-quality matches. And <laughs> I think it's go. because we do know what often happens when they get brought up. But at the same point, you have to see it from the perspective of if WWE programming is going to get better, it is due to superstars changing the way they're uh, giving, they're, they're handling what they're being given. You know, because you have to take that shit character and you have to put that over. So, like, this is Ricochet's chance, you know? Is that really a way that people should enjoy wrestling? They should? I mean, no, but that's how it's going to happen. Like, a lot of good characters are giving shit characters and they make them good. You know, one thing and I then, think about... Yeah. Hey, should like, fans appreciate that? No, that's it. Yeah, sure. So, like, this is Ricochet's opportunity to go in and try to make a name for himself. And any movie doesn't work out, his booking fee is going to be higher on the line. They're presenting more that... that the guys have made it to the point where they don't necessarily have to kill themselves anymore, and we got to see them do that. But no, you're right. It's not necessarily makes the product itself any more viable. It just makes it so the guys that you like are getting to do what they love and make a lot of money. Yeah, but they're gonna watch. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. It's just the. It's funny, like the idea of how we how we look at it. Oftentimes, where it's like people watch it, they have to qualify they're watching a wrestling, and that be like, oh well, you know, you know, the writing's gonna be. Shit and the promos are going to be shit, but at least we'll get this seven-minute match, you know? It's like such ridiculous qualifying, yeah, you know what? Yes, but it sir. should be so much more simple than that, you know? It's like, as a whole, if this product is trash, it's trash, yes. you know? But it just pops me that people get to such a degree of nitpicking, like, oh, well, I am know. that guy. I am that guy, Chris. <laughs> I, am, I will watch Raw, I'm like, I love this shit, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I was talking to someone uh, the other day, who was like, it was the same thing. They're like, they, they were just amazed at the people that still stick with it. And they, and they watch, you know, every single you know, I'm a just I'll watch it every week. I don't give a fuck. But it's like, if, if they've dedicated, dedicated that much time in their life to this, and then you're then to come along, hey, bro, you should watch New Japan. It's way better. You know, it's like, they're not going to react positively to that. Yeah. I've just wasted like a million hours of my life. <laughs> You know, at least acknowledge it. Yes. So I think it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. like Quackenbush says, man. There are many flavors of ice cream for all of us to enjoy. And maybe Ben and Jerry's doesn't want to make the best quality ice cream. <laughs> but, you know, it's still pretty good flavors. And I pop when I see Cherry Garcia. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. It's funny that you guys mentioned guys having their bodies broken down and then they go to WWE. And then... I know he's an anomaly, but then you got guys like Jericho who do it the total opposite way, and they're leaving. Yes, and he's like regenerating, possibly doing some of the best shit he ever did. Yes, that's a very good point. Yeah, but that's actually a good thing about the WWE. Like we see these guys who we may think are have maligned themselves to just going through the motions, but when you see them like take an opportunity themselves and leave. Or maybe they get fired and they get an opportunity on themselves, like a Drew McIntyre or uh, a Juice Robinson who left and... Who, who can say enough about Juice at this point? Right? Now, every time I bring up Juice, I mention how much I used to hate him. And then it's like just how much he's owned it ever since And one of the crazy He's not my favorite, but he's certainly... He's amazing at this yeah. point. The match with him and... 
honestly, a match where he lost and he put over Kevin Owens in his debut is the match where I fell in love with Juice. When he put over really? Kevin... Really? You even liked him when he was still in NXT? That match, specifically. Why? Kevin looked like a Have you watched that before? Bucks, yeah, he fucked up and then Kenny gave him a receipt. That was all I remember about it. Dude, the fucking face palm. Do you see that shit? Yeah. The show tell you one of the best I've ever seen in the game. <laughs> but no, the fact that he got Kevin over so big and he's so big, I just, I love that version of CJ Parker, the fucking anti-corporation, super uber hippie that Daniel Bryan clearly has ripped off at this point. Completely. Yeah. I think I had the same kind of, like, disdain for the truce character presenting like someone that's you know environmentally friendly as a heel yeah that's the same thing that I have against the Danielson yeah, thing yeah. now it's like it's funny wrestling fans are assholes and they take that as shitty oh you think we're killing our environment and our trees well fuck you to me is, is it almost like the thing where WWE thinks their fans are like these staunch republicans but then most of them are actually the opposite brother no the majority of Americans ne- don't necessarily believe in climate change that terrifies me. I like to think better of your people, sir. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because I've, I like to think that I've set such a good example that you have cast a, a, an amazing opinion over the entire American people because of me. <laughs> because you're such a nice guy. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and I don't put myself over at all. <laughs> never, 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 never. I'm not sure if climate change is real or not. Really? Oh, here is fucking Josh from the outside. Well, let's, let's be clear here. I'm just like, I'm a free thinker. And so I've heard both sides, and I, like I'm not gonna. This is outrageous. I'm not gonna commit to one one side or the other until I like. Now I'm open to it. So like, if someone can sit me down and be like, "Here's everything," and I'll look at the evidence and I'll be like, "Okay, absolutely." So I'm not like holding on, being like, "It's a hoax." Yeah. Uh, I just think everything in life is a work. Everything is wrestling. We're getting worked all the fucking time. I can appreciate that. So I agree. So I'm always like, I'm always hesitant. Like, I'm, uh, as long as you're not a flat earther, I think we can still chat. <laughs> oh man. Oh wait. <laughs> wait here. Uh, I mean, the Earth could be flat. <laughs> I think, honestly, that's the best way to end this. What do you think? So good. So good. The World Wrestling Federation is flat. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, is this a fucking news scoop that we've just gotten it? Fucking young boy Josh is a flat earther. Yo, I've had the best time with you guys this week. Brother, it's been great. Honestly, the, the funniest way I met Josh, and we've been friends on Facebook, but this guy doesn't have a picture of himself as his picture. And I'm not one of those people going to investigate what a motherfucker looks like because that seems weird but all of a sudden I heard Jeremy shouted through a room I was like Beak uh, oh you Beak first I heard did you say my real name I said your, your real name and I said okay 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 so I started looking around everywhere I'm like oh okay cool <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful meeting story. As we've had multiple through this trip, right? We met cousin Ben uh, for the first time. I know Jeremy did, John and Ben uh, and I go way back. Um, this was your first time, Josh, meeting Ben, yeah? Yeah. No, 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 no. you met him last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my first time meeting John and Jeremy. Yeah. So a lot of uh, familial, you know, us that know each other from hearing them across the world on, on the internet. Uh, but I think it's quite nice that we actually get to meet one another in person and have this tender moment uh, that this is. So, I mean, I guess we're finishing this one up. I wanted to make sure to just finish this on the, the nice moment and emotion that this has. We're like midway through WrestleMania being on a Hooters TV, and I think we've all agreed that we're not actually could care for this show to, enough to go to New Jersey to watch it live, even on like cheap scalper tickets. So we're just going to chill out here in Hooters. We're going to watch the rest of this show, whatever it is. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy one another's company. And what a great milestone this is from when this podcast started almost a year ago now. That's the full app from our last WrestleMania trip to going full circle and talking to a bunch of like the, the dudes, you dudes, who uh, this is like you're responsible for this shit. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, John. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris, because now when I go to wrestling shows, there's people that have actually heard of me. <laughs> it's famous. never happened in my life. <laughs> Gentlemen, how about this? One year from now, Tampa Bay, let's do it again. Whoa.
come to my neck of the woods. As long as this doesn't strangle out the indie scene, I'm down. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. I can't even think of doing this again right now. We're at like the last day of this insane amount of shows we've been to. Am I going to do it again? I don't know. I don't know. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney's friend, Jackie. And thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy, most of all. You're a great co-host. I appreciate you. I'd wait until you uh, come back, but I, I think you're over there talking at a table over some beer. I want some of that beer. I'm going to come for that beer. Let me close out this show. Thank you, Social Suplex. Uh, at Chris Things on the Twitter and Instagram. At James Vanderbeek on the Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. And uh, goodbye.